Hello and welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. I'm Joey Wright and Matt Daniels will join me soon at Spalding Park in Champaign, where we caught up this week with Champaign Central Boys Tennis. Number one singles player Ezra Bernard, number three singles player Elliot Goley, and head coach Scott Davis joining us this week. The Maroons, perhaps the best boys tennis team in the area. Still plenty of season left, of course, but the Maroons have yet to lose a dual match, and they've fared pretty well in tournaments as well. We'll see what the Maroons have in store for us down the stretch of the season. Ezra is a heck of a tennis player. Elliot is too, but he's also a heck of a hockey player. We'll talk to them about their respective endeavors. And Scott Davis, the longtime Maroons head coach, has plenty to add as well. On this episode of Extra Prep, we'll take a quick break and take you to Champagne next. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today. Welcome to Extra Prep, the News Gazette's weekly high school sports podcast. Back at Champaign Central High School. Not at Champaign Central <laughs> High School, but at the beautiful Spalding Park Complex. Mm-hmm. We're inside uh, the clubhouse, I heard it termed as earlier. <laughs> Locker room, office space, concession stand, all that stuff. Talking with Champaign Central boys tennis this week. Ezra Bernhard is here. Elliot Goley is here. Head coach Scott Davis is here as well. Taking some time uh, from a windy practice to join <laughs> us. Ezra, you have the mic. Uh, thanks for stopping by today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Uh, all right. Uh, big match. Thursday, Centennial. Yes. No yes. motivation needed, I'm assuming, when oh, you no, play I the mean, Crosstown yeah. rival Chargers. Everyone on our team, you know, JV or Varsity, I'm sure Coach wants to beat them too. I mean, <laughs> it's a day. I think Elliot said this in the paper. It's a day we have circled. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, we're definitely looking forward to it. Reigning News Gazette Athlete of the Week, Elliot Goley here. Yeah. Uh, hopefully these questions won't be as hard as the ones Colin Likas oh, yeah. posed to you uh, last week. <laughs> we won't ask you for your superpower, your pet peeve, or anything. Oh, but, yeah. yeah. Uh, what concert you must exactly. see. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, just kind of give, Elliot, just kind of give us a lowdown on, on how your season's going so far with Champagne Central Boys Tennis and, and the team as a whole going yeah. into Thursday's I match mean, against uh, Centennial. We all, you know, we felt well after we did last Last season finished finished pretty strong, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, Ezra and uh, me and Avi both both did pretty well in state. So you know, everyone everyone felt like we were going to do well this year. We we hit our stride early, and you know, we've continued our, mm-hmm. our great start from mm-hmm. last year. Scott, this team is uh, off to a great start. As we were talking before we came on the air, five and zero in dual matches so far this season. Looking well in tournaments as well. You guys are in the upper echelon of boys tennis teams in the area. Admittedly, not as many as you'd get in basketball or, or football, sports, or the like. But when was it going into the season that you knew, hey, this group could be special? Well, I, you know, obviously having Ezra back was, you know, that was great. But the depth of this team is the thing that really stands out. You know, when you start looking at dual victories, you know, you, every team is typically has a good one and two. Mm-hmm. But what separates our team this year is we have a good five, six, seven, eight. I mean, we the depth is what is the difference. And we had a nice addition. We had a young man who's 
he and his mother came over from Spain. She's actually teaching at Central, and he's our number two singles player, mm-hmm. uh, Belle Vine. So not only did we have depth to begin with, but we added some more. Mm-hmm. So it was nice. What is it like, too, when you have a player like Ezra that you know is kind of the upper tier of, of your singles lineup and you feel confident you know, every time he goes out there at all? Just how much does that help the overall health of your program at all? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's, he sets the mood. He sets mm-hmm. the tone. You know, people, the kids look up to him, I think, and he's a great young man, but he's also an amazing tennis player. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we, we marvel at his shot making. He's not your typical number one where he's not trying to blow you off the court, but he's going to just wear you down. And, mm-hmm. and I think uh, uh, Elliot has seen that and has adopted that <laughs> to a big extent. Uh, Elliot referred to himself. So Elliot won the number two singles championship at the Bloomington Tournament. Mm-hmm. Ezra won the number one singles championship. And I think Elliot referred to himself as the Walmart version of Ezra. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and there was a lot of truth to that. They're, they're both very, very competitive players who cover the court amazing. And uh, the ball just keeps coming back. Mm-hmm. And what happens when you play players like these two is eventually, mentally and physically, that just wears you down, mm-hmm. and uh, that's their success. Ezra, when did you start playing tennis? What made you fall in love with um, the sport, and what keeps you going? You know, um, people always ask me this, and I, I, I definitely, I definitely <laughs> don't remember when I started. It was, it was that early. Um, what keeps me going? I mean, it's just you don't have to be the best to play the sport. You don't mm-hmm. have to be, you know, a professional player. You can, you can be a beginner and still have fun, and it's just, you know. It's a blast out there every day, especially with the team. Mm-hmm. And that's really just what keeps me going and pushes me forward. Take us into the halls of Champaign Central High School. Is there a lot of buzz on the Champaign Central um, boys tennis team? Do you guys kind of go walk anonymous <laughs> throughout the hallways? I, <laughs> you know, <laughs> we, we absolutely like to think we do. Um, I think within the team itself, there, there's a lot of, you know, mm-hmm. the day of the match, you know, get, get in the right mental state, get mm-hmm. ready. Um, all that, and you know, it really just you know helps us on court, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, Ezra, you're sitting next to uh, an accomplished hockey player yes. as well, yes. and Elliot <laughs> is. Uh, there anyone better than Elliot in hockey on this Champagne Central? Absolutely not. No, no. <laughs> I can say that with 100 percent confidence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Elliot, how much does hockey help you in tennis at all? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, honestly, tennis helps hockey a lot in a way mm-hmm. because you know when I'm in the off season, this helps a lot. You know, I'm running all the time. Mm-hmm. You know. Always staying in shape, and that, that helps a lot. Mm-hmm. So, do you ever feel like body checking a tennis opponent at all yeah. or anything? When you're I up mean, close to the net or anything? You know, me and uh, me and Wade will, will get into it. <laughs> we'll get into it a lot with opponents this year. Yeah, so, and I feel like that I take that a lot from hockey. So, okay. you know, take us inside the the start of your hockey career because we've had a, a couple of players emerge from the Champaign Urbana area, but not many. How do you how do you get involved with hockey uh, yeah, in I Central mean, Illinois? What's... My dad, you know, he played. Uh, he's from Peoria, Illinois. Mm-hmm. He uh, played in high school. He, he just started, and he said uh, he wasn't very good. So he said, "I'm going to make sure my kids start when they're young." <laughs> so uh, my brother did it. You know, put skates on when he was five. I put skates on when I was five, and ever since I fell in love with it. And uh, you know, and, uh, it, we're in Champaign, so there's not not very high level hockey here. So you know, you kind of have to move up the ranks. So. I've you know I've been traveling hour thirty minutes to practice on weekdays since I was like twelve years old. Mm-hmm. Going up to Peoria, then moving up to Chicago for the last three years. So mm-hmm. yep. fond memories of the the Owen Center, I'm sure over yes, there. Yes, yes, yeah, no, <laughs> definitely a lot of skates there. Definitely, 
Elliot, you're only a junior just like you, Ezra, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to focus on hockey uh, next season. How much are you going to miss not playing tennis here at Champaign Central? Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a big part. But, um, I mean, I've told these guys from the start, I, I don't know how long I'm going to be here. So, you know, every <laughs> practice, you know, we, we always have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And we cherish our moments together before. You know, this is my last year of high school, so... Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to, you know, soak it all in in the last time I have here. Scott, what's it like to building – obviously you've been the coach at Central for for some time. I'm not trying to date you or anything like that. But (laughs) how how do you build interest in the program, keep interest in the program, just, you know, keep the program kind of humming along like it has been at all? Well, I think the players are a big part of that. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they tell their friends about it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have kids every year who come out. For the first, like we have a two or three juniors this year who this is their first year out, mm-hmm. and they came out because they're you know these guys and other people on the team said you got to come out for tennis. It's mm-hmm. a lot of fun, mm-hmm. and so it, it kind of word of mouth. You know, you come out and enjoy it, and of course it's a it's a life. I tell kids all the time. I mean, you'll play forever. I mean, I played you know an hour and a half this morning so <laughs> and I'm in 66 years old. So it's uh, and there's not a lot of sports that. That you'll be able to say that. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Elliot will be playing hockey at 66, <laughs> but he might be. But, uh, no. but anyway, it's uh, you know you hope that just word of mouth that and the success that the kids have that mm-hmm. will be passed on. Yeah. So that's how hockey players used to do it. They used to you look at guys who played <laughs> Gordy in the 50, Howe, yeah, Gordy Howe exactly. played that's right. five that's decades. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, Ezra, you, you and Elliot kind of mentioned how close this team is, and, and Coach alluded mm-hmm. to it there too. Uh, as player, you know, being a part of it, what uh, what makes this team so so close knit? What are some cool maybe traditions, fun things you guys um, do among among the group? You know, I think as weird as it is, we 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 do like to reminisce a lot about um, you know memories we have, fun times we have. Um, and at the end of the day, like it's not about tennis. We're just all like really good friends and. Um, you know, in terms of that, we can just kind of make anything, mm-hmm. anything fun, anything enjoyable. Um, and that just, you know, serves to benefit our tennis in that way. So, yeah. Ezra, what's the biggest difference between between playing high school tennis for Champaign Central yeah. and some other USTA yeah. junior level yeah. events at all? I'm, I'm sure, obviously, the competition level can rise mm-hmm. and ebb and flow too. But I'm, there's just got to be some differences in, in those yeah. two endeavors probably. Um, yeah, there's definitely a difference. Um, <laughs> I think within um, USTA tournaments, like outside of high school, um, you know, obviously you don't have a team. Mm-hmm. You're going to, let's say, Chicago, Milwaukee, places like that, just mm-hmm. by yourself, maybe with, with your parent. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're going to a tournament. You don't know who you're, who you're going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, it, it can benefit you in a way. It can kind of make you a little bit more, I don't know, with, within yourself about, about what you're going to do mm-hmm. in a match. Um, but I definitely think that the team aspect of central tennis is something that really just keeps me, like, I always look forward to it. Like when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm playing when it's off season in the winter when I'm playing tournaments mm-hmm. in Chicago or something. I always just think about you know what if you know Elliot and Wade and Avi mm-hmm. and, and everyone was here, and um, yeah, it's definitely something that I I really cherish. Yeah. Can you explain to our listeners who have not seen this yet? But can you explain what Wade Shock's racket? <laughs> what that what that entails? Yeah. and What that's um, like playing against him. So it, it it's just like a regular tennis racket except. Uh, in, in the middle, right before it goes to the handle, it splits off into two handles. Mm-hmm. So he basically just has a run-of-the-mill racket, except it just it looks weirdly modified with two <laughs> handles. And what that basically does, it gives him a lot of extra spin. Uh-huh. And playing against it, um, if, if if he gets an overhead, anything like that, you know, you don't you don't have much of a chance. It's mm-hmm. it's really that much spin he puts on the ball, and it just makes it really like 
an, it's just an extra variable to mm-hmm. kind of consider whenever you're playing. Coach, has any opponents or opposing coaches ever said, what the heck is up with that? They right? sure have. <laughs> you know, in fact, we were playing the Olney on Saturday uh-huh. from Southern Illinois, and the coach said, now there's that kid with a two-handed racket. <laughs> I remember him. You know, it's it, it's just something that's very – it's it's legal, but mm-hmm. it's it's very unique. And, uh, you know, he I think he started his dad. The story I've heard was his dad hurt his wrist or something, okay. and so – yeah, it's had to start using it because mm-hmm. of that, and then Wade just picked it up, mm-hmm. and that's what Wade is used. So it's it, crazy. It, Scott, what's it like too? Obviously, Elliot plays plays hockey, but Wade obviously decorated golfer at Champion Central. State uh, and Champions. also the thespian. He exactly, was, he was yes. the lead in the center uh, of attention the, the that he likes musical. to be. <laughs> what does that do though for a, a program to have multi sport athletes in, in tennis, and how does that help you guys? How does it help them on the court? Do you think? You know. The thing that I've always enjoyed about tennis is people, they're realistic about their approach, their parents, the kids. They're not unrealistic about what they're wanting out of tennis or mm-hmm. out of high school tennis. Mm-hmm. And and I recognize that we have a lot of kids with a lot of different talents we've mm-hmm. got. And I've tried to bend over backwards to accommodate them. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes that, that gets a little bit weak. But I know that, you know, they – They've got a lot of interest. Mm-hmm. It's a talented group for a lot of reasons, mm-hmm. and if we can find a way to incorporate incorporate it, uh, so be it. Mm-hmm. You know, and it it is you know like Elliot this past weekend. You know, Elliot, we had a big match on Saturday with Elliot, and Elliot said, "Hey, on Friday, I think he said, hey, coach, I just got a call from my team up in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. I got to drive to Wisconsin for a playoff game tomorrow.'" Mm-hmm. It was in Springfield. <laughs> well, it was, but it was opposite. But anyway, it's you know, and I, I mean, he and he he was upfront with me a long mm-hmm. time ago. This is might happen. Yeah. I can't control it. And I said, okay, you know, and mm-hmm. but like I said earlier, the depth of this team is such that you know we can accommodate mm-hmm. it. And I remind myself, this is high school athletics, yeah. so they're keep it in perspective. There you go. So, <laughs> Speaking of talent, um, postseason drawing near. Obviously, you guys have uh, both have high expectations of, of making runs. You know when the postseason draws near. Ezra, go to you with this first. What? How do you gear up for the the tennis postseason? Um, you know, I know I know we've talked with runners who will want to uh, you know peak late in the season. Obviously, I guess everyone wants to peak late in the season. But how do you gear up for the playoffs? And then what? What cha- not playoffs, but <laughs> postseason. And then what yeah. changes when you get to yeah. you know win or go home tight matches? Um, so leading up to the uh, state tournament, obviously, you know, um, in the sexual tournament too, mm. you really just want to remind yourself that it's just like any other match. That's, uh, it's often what I do, uh, you know, even, even outside of central when I'm playing, I'm like, just pretend this is practice type mm-hmm. thing, like just something like that. And, um, that just really helps me to kind of get in a mindset where I'm, I'm kind of, I'm loose, I'm playing loose. I'm mm-hmm. not really too tense or tight about anything. And you really just have to treat it like every other match. Mm-hmm. You have to go in as hard as possible not think about anything else, just focus on your opponent, focus on yourself. And, um, yeah, it's really just every single match. You just bring the same energy. Ezra, what was it, what's it been like the past two seasons? And obviously you don't have to deal with it this season with the Braun mm-hmm. brothers, no more at Centennial, but what, what has yeah. that done for, to put kind of the spotlight on tennis and champagne with the success that they had? I know it's at your crosstown rivals. So you might not want to speak yeah. too glowingly of Centennial, <laughs> oh, no, no, but yeah, yeah. everyone, I'm sure it's a tight knit tennis community. Yeah, so yeah, you're, you're aware of what's going on. Yeah. I, I've played with both the Brown brothers for, um, maybe almost a, not, not quite a decade, but mm-hmm. several years at least. And, um, 
you know, it's just great to have, you said the spotlight, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's great to have that in, in um, Champagne. And it also gives us kind of motivation. It really mm-hmm. just gives us motivation. Um, you know, I remember uh, last season, we, I mean, we pretty much knew that, you know, Max is obviously reigning state champion. Yeah. Um, you know, he's going to do super well against us. Mm-hmm. But we really just take that and we, and we use it as kind of a, we have to be hungry when we go mm-hmm. up against those good opponents, and, and that just really um, comes through with us. Do, do you think that puts maybe, obviously, when the state tournament rolls around, it's in the northwest suburbs at yeah. various courts up there. Mm-hmm. Do you think the success that Champaign as a whole, both Centennial and Central, have had really kind of alters a perception of you know tennis aficionados north of I-80 at all in this yeah, state? Yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting because like, I know, you know there's definitely some good young people here, too, and so we have a a good kind of next, not generation, but mini mm-hmm. generation, um, coming into high school soon. It's, it's very exciting to have mm-hmm. people kind of recognize, Oh, this person's from champagne. Like I actually wonder if they're good or not. And mm-hmm. like really not kind of write them off immediately. Yeah. It's just, it's really good to have that. Elliot, uh, I know it's different settings, you know, between tennis match and a hockey match or, yeah. you know, in the case of a centennial central basketball game, yeah. you know, 2000 folks come out motivation where tennis match, it's, pretty much just parents and family, friends, things like that. How do you guys get motivated uh, before a match, during a match, or a, little, a lot of fist pumps on yeah. this team? Well, uh, you know, we like to, you know, we like to think we're all, you know, big, big, big on campus. <laughs> but, um, but really it is, it's just us out there. It, uh-huh. it only is. But, you know, we act, we like to think there's so many people around the fence, but we just, you know, but we, we do, we get up on the fence, we get pretty loud within our team. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's cool. I think that's something that separates us because I don't think we're a traditional tennis team. You know, we mm-hmm. got, a lot of different personalities, especially, mm-hmm. you know, I, mean, I play hockey, Wade's golf, you know, other guys do a lot of other stuff. So I feel like it's not the, the normal tennis team. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're a little different in that perspective. But, you know, we all support each other. And I think that's what makes it really fun. Scott, what is that like, too? Because, you know, think back to all your, your time as Central Boys basketball coach, any Centennial Central match, I'm sure the players were ready to run through the locker room before the game. They're so amped up and excited. And tennis, it's, it's just different. The, it is. the attention yeah, is not it the is. same. Uh, you know, but in some ways, maybe it's better. You mm-hmm. know? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's more, I know, realistic, civil, whatever. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the kids still, when it comes to the playing centennial, there's mm-hmm. always a special aspect to it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, driving around town when you see the blue, you, know, <laughs> you kind of catch yourself a little bit. But uh, it'll definitely, tomorrow, ho- hopefully the weather will cooperate. Hopefully mm-hmm. we'll get a match in and, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. But uh, there's always an extra special when it comes to centennial. So, But we're excited. I just wanted to mention real quick, Matt, mm-hmm. and, and uh, this is our – our first year at our new courts. At Spalding uh, Park here. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, six new courts up here at Spalding for probably, I mean, I've been coaching tennis since the 80s, mm-hmm. and uh, we've had to share Lindsay with Centennial, mm-hmm. and it worked out pretty well, mm-hmm. but it wasn't ideal, needless to say. And I just, you know, I wanted to thank the people here in Champaign for give, providing these courts for us. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are six really nice courts with good lights, and uh, and it's just it's going to be helpful mm-hmm. uh, to be able to, in the summer, to be able to practice here. And so uh, we're excited that we got our new home, and uh, thank you for the taxpayers. I appreciate <laughs> it. And that leads perfectly into where I wanted to go next. Certainly, Spalding Park, home court advantage uh, would be the easy cop-out answer. But wanted to get uh, Elliot and Ezri both your takes on favorite court to play on in the area, you know, or 
or beyond. Ooh, Obviously, yeah. those state courts have to be pretty cool, right? But yeah, uh, yeah I, uh, probably uh, Atkins. Okay, sensible. On the team, there's, a, there's it's called the Atkins effect. So <laughs> when you're playing at Atkins, no matter what, you think you're you're a college tennis player. So mm-hmm. you're just you're just smacking, and everything's going in. It's pretty cool, actually. I, I don't know why, but every time you step foot on. And Atkins Court, you know you're playing well. Mm-hmm. I, I don't. I, I think you can agree with that. Same but. question, to you Ezra. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. Um, you know, I I really do like these courts, and I like the. Um, sometimes we have we have baseball games in the background. Mm-hmm. It really just kind of brings it alive a little bit more. Uh-huh. Um, and you know, at Lindsay, obviously, we we had to share that with Centennial, and it it, it, it did work for what it was. But it's just it's just I, I this this new um this new setup is definitely ideal for me. And I uh, and you know, as for a favorite court. You know, it's it's hard because I've only played on like several courts one time, but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think last year at state, um, some of the courts up there, just really good memories, yeah. really fun memories with the team. So yeah. Uh, question, both you, uh, Ezra and, and Elliot, uh, when you guys go up for the state tournament, obviously tennis main focus. Yeah. What do you guys do away from the court? <laughs> <laughs> Your so, coach is laughing and pointing at Elliot. Um, we went to a restaurant. We went to a very, very good restaurant. But it's just, it, it's things like that. It's the medieval times. Oh, okay. Medieval times. Okay. Of course. All right. Medieval fine. times. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Anyways. <laughs> That's. <laughs> All right. Explain this medieval uh, times. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you get on a horse? Was there jousting? <laughs> there was jousting. Okay. There was definitely Man. jousting. So um, last year we were on the bus ride up, and we were just, I don't even know how it got brought up, but we were like, Guys, we should go to Medieval Times. Like, there's a Medieval Times. Well, there's nothing to do uh, <laughs> up there. You know, you're in the hotel mm-hmm. by yourself, so yeah. we just thought that would be fun. Yeah, and, you know, it's, it's convenient. <laughs> we thought, oh, yeah, we have, what, like eight hours to kill after the matches are done on the first day. So, um, you know, and we did, we did several things like that where it's just, like, blow off some steam after the matches, really just, like, have fun mm-hmm. together as a team and really just not, like, outside of tennis – Think about having fun, and then after that, we go right back into tennis mode. So yeah. All right, Elliot, give us some more details on this medieval times trip I've, last I've, I've year. I pulled it up on what? my phone. It, it looks like there's a. It, it was in like the Cable big... Guy, the movie, yeah. right, with the Jim Carrey yeah, movie. I don't know, it's just like some reenactment of yeah. uh, castle medieval times. Yeah. So jousting. There's yeah. There's food. They serve you. It's pretty cool. It's a. Uh, did it's, Wade come up with this? Wade idea? did. Oh okay. no! Wait, oh no! Wait, no! Sorry. Was it was me and Avi because okay. when we were younger. We, we used to play <laughs> hockey and champagne together, so you know we'd do this, and we'd go to those, and it was it was always pretty fun. But you know, it was more of a joke, but you know, it turned out to be pretty fun. Yeah. So it looks a little like uh, you ever been to Dixie Stamp, Dolly Parton's Dixie Stampede, and uh, yeah, it's kind of, it's just it's like kind a show. of the same it's, idea, it's like a performance. Yeah, big, big arena, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Elliot, are there repeat plans to go to medieval times <laughs> this year? For the <laughs> I think that's a one-time thing. Hopefully, we can come up with something uh, a little bit uh, a little bit cooler next time. <laughs> Sounds like a pretty good time. I'd, I'd be for a night at medieval yeah. times. I've got three kids under the age of eight. Any chance my wife and I can get away from them, I'd yeah. be fine by me. I think you might be bringing them with <laughs> yeah, you. Yeah, fun for the whole That's family. That's true, exactly. Uh, Scott, what's it like You know, sharing these moments? Obviously, uh, tennis is the focus, but to have different activities like that and, and for these athletes to be able to make these memories, you know, yeah. 10, 15 years down the road, they can talk about things like that. I mean, I, I, they will. And mm-hmm. uh, I'll tell you, you know, I – Retired from the classroom about five years ago, mm-hmm. and I thought about not coaching. But mm-hmm. I said I'll give it a year, see if it's enjoyable. And the, you know, like you said, the memories, these kids, you know, they've been amazing. They've been, they're just fun to be around. They keep me 
little bit younger baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, I mean, it says a lot, I guess, that I keep coming back because mm-hmm. I'm enjoying it. I'm enjoying being around them. And, uh, you know, there are good memories. Mm-hmm. So uh, hopefully it'll continue. For sure. Let's go back to Ezra. Uh, funniest teammate on the Champagne Central funniest Boys teammate. tennis team. I'd say Avi. Avi, okay. Yeah. Why? Um, it's 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 just well timed comments. I don't think it's maybe <laughs> overall the funniest, but it's just you know little little jabs at at teammates. But okay, okay. It's lighthearted. Yeah. Uh, Elliot, who's the uh, who's the most serious on the Champagne Central Boys tennis oh, team? I'm most serious. I I. I mean, okay, probably seem like a very serious. Okay, probably Ezra, and and in because it's just like on the court, he's just he's just you know, yeah, not to lift you up too much, but you're pretty good, so he kind of has to take it seriously because you know he's finishing ninth in state, you know, mm-hmm. so it's it's a lot more serious to him. But but overall, you know, we all have we all have pretty fun in the hotel and whatnot. So, I, okay. uh, Coach Davis, who is the player on this team that is most like a coach on the court? Uh, well, let's see. That's that's a tough one. Uh, probably, I mean Ezra. I okay, mean, he's, his <laughs> knowledge of the game is such, and and you know, I, you you obviously tell players to watch the better players and mm-hmm. and learn from them, and I think he's you know he sets a good example and, okay. and does it. All right, here's a wild card, oddball question. We'll go to Ezra. Uh, if you had to be stranded on a deserted island with one of your teammates, who would it be? <laughs> um, Man, I th- I think Wade probably. Okay. I, think, I think Wade would definitely keep me entertained. Um, okay. Yeah, and I think we there, there's just no way we'd find it. We wouldn't find a way out with Wade. So. Yeah, I I'd definitely go Wade. Yes. Or stick around and build a, a little golf course. Yeah, um, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah, okay. definitely. Resourceful. He yep. could he could yeah. find food for everyone for you guys maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He'd be entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's right, Elliot. Same to you. Who. Uh, yeah, I you're mean, on the deserted island. You have Wade, no. Wade you have seems no, like a pretty good answer, though. Yeah, you have yeah. no. You have Wade, no Wade is a good answer. Um, honestly, I, I'm trying to think of someone who's pretty smart. <laughs> so you could get off the island. <laughs> yes. Oh, how about how about I'll throw this out, Abel, because he, okay. he's from Spain. He probably <laughs> he might he might know his. I don't know. He might know his way around or something. <laughs> there there you go. go. Who knows? Well, speaking of uh, speak, how about this to tie it all all together? Speaking of deserted island, uh, Castaway with Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. Forrest Gump is closing Ebert Fest. Another Tom Hanks way to tie it all, localize it, Joey. Week, yes, that's great. Plenty that's, of coverage. Put, put a the, bow on that. In the, Good in job. The, that's right. <laughs> Read the News Gazette. All, all sorts of coverage there. But uh, guys, I, th- I think that's about all we have for you. We've, we'll let you get back to practice. Yeah. <laughs> if, if there's any, if, it's, if the wind has died yeah, down exactly. at all, wind and storms and rain. Uh, but appreciate you guys having us in uh, in here. This is a really nice. Facility. I think we're in John Stobb's office, but there's a lot. He won't know about this us. unless no. he listens to this. No, you got to listen until the very end. <laughs> Sorry, Coach Stobb. Yep. But uh, that'll do it with this uh, portion of this episode of Extra Prep Champagne Central Tennis. Joining us, Ezra Bernhard, Elliot's Gully, and Head Coach Scott Davis. We'll sneak in a quick break, and Matt and I will come back. You're listening to Extra Prep. Stick around. For an unprecedented seven years in a row, the News Gazette has been named the state's best newspaper. Nobody covers all the area communities like News Gazette, our county section. Adding a News Gazette subscription is easy. For less than $1 per day, no other media outlet gives you award-winning, in-depth coverage of local news and sports. Please go to news-gazette.com and click on the word subscribe in the banner. Order a News Gazette print subscription today. 
Welcome back to Extra Prep. Big thank you to Champaign Central Boys Tennis for joining us as Ra Bernhard, Elliot Goley, and head coach Scott Davis taking a little time as we believe the Maroons are 5-0 and in dual play and mm-hmm. uh, they've fared well in tournaments. Certain, certainly Ezra and uh, Elliot both have ambitions of making a little noise in the postseason and Elliot too on the ice this season. Yeah, exactly. And Champaign Central Boys Tennis is, uh, I'd say, head and shoulders, the, the top area program uh, this spring among the boys tennis teams in, in our coverage area, which admittedly isn't that many as uh, I'm sure some tennis aficionados w- would like, but uh, certainly the the spotlight, and we alluded to it in our conversation with the Central Trio earlier, has shined brightly on, on Champaign on the high school tennis ranks uh, here recently with the accomplishments of their crosstown rival Centennial, mm-hmm. James and Max Braun, uh, what they were able to accomplish with the Chargers, um, winning the state title for Max. Uh, it's just uh, really impressive what he's accomplished. Now he's not playing anymore at Centennial, uh, but Central has got uh, quite the lineup with uh, Bernard and, and Gully and Wade Schott and, and others, and uh, yeah, really eager to see how they fare uh, at the Big 12 tournament later this season and also in the uh, sectional meet and uh, upcoming state tournament next month as well. Boys tennis is uh, admittedly a sport that doesn't get as much limelight or publicity, and uh, I think from talking with Scott Davis and uh, others today at Central, and great facility too at Spalding Park, by the way. Oh, tremendous. Um, they understand, and they're okay with it too. That doesn't mean they're not competitors. It doesn't mean they want to thrive and, and do well on the courts, and Champaign Central is certainly doing so uh, this spring in, in the boys' tennis scene. And, and, and to some extent, that's maybe the appeal of tennis mm-hmm. on the boys' and girls' side. You know, certainly competitors, you want to win. If you go to some of these high school tennis matches, you can see the emotions flaring <laughs> up. But you don't have like massive. You don't have officials to yell at. Mm-hmm. First of all, they, exactly. they call it themselves. That's true. Um, you know, you don't have massive crowd. You get good crowds, but it's it's different. It's mm-hmm. a different kind of crowd. So yeah, it's it's absolutely a, a there's different a lot of a lot of fist bumps and a lot of come on. Yes. And, yeah. A lot of grunting. Exactly <laughs> that too. Um, yeah, it's it's a different beast, but a lot of fun. Especially like this. I think this couple weeks stretch we're getting into is probably the the best for tennis because it's not super cold like it is at the mm-hmm. start of the year and y- you go to that state meet up in the suburbs mm-hmm. it, it can be 95 degrees mm-hmm. so like they're gonna have some some nice weather here over the next couple days yeah and that's uh it always seems to be a prevalent theme uh, on this podcast especially in the the spring months right that we've uh, been doing the last four five six weeks or so is the weather is always kind of front and center but that's just the reality of uh, life in, in spring sports in, in East Central Illinois. But uh, still a lot of uh, good accomplishments on, on the area of baseball and, and softball scene. Girls soccer, track and field is, is heating up as well. And uh, where do you want to go from here now, Joey? I'm, leaving, I'm putting the ball in your court. You have the, you're in charge <laughs> of the next serve. Let's. I like see that. what I did there. I like that. That's Thank a good you. transition. Uh, I do have yesterday's prep highlights. <laughs> We're in front not going to read. We're not going to read them. the paper. Joey wrote them. I wrote them. I, I've I've <laughs> internalized them enough, but I I do have the the sheet in front of me here just as kind of a reference. And I I got to start with start here. Iroquois West and Donovan. Crazy softball game last night. It, just an absolute. Uh, I don't know. An absolute ball game. We'll call it. <laughs> Well, how about this? A twenty-three to six final score. Iroquois West takes You're down. You're burying the lead, Donovan. I don't know what the lead to this game was. Probably the no hitter. Exactly. There you, you go. You got to give a. You got to give a, a call to Aubrey Wagner. Tossed mm-hmm. five innings of no hit ball, but allowed seven walks, 
did strike out six batters. Mm-hmm. Iroquois West gets the win, twenty three to six. They, they had gave 19. up six runs. They should give up six runs and but got a no hitter. <laughs> yeah, they did awesome. hit the ball. Yeah, and uh, Iroquois West offense took advantage of eight errors, but also had nineteen hits to put up twenty three runs. That's what I love about high school softball and mm-hmm. baseball. You get some crazy. Crazy kind of box mm-hmm. scores. No, and, and kudos to Aubrey Wagner, too, for, for throwing the no-hitter. That uh, is never an easy no. accomplishment. Uh, although it seems every day here this spring we've always had one or two pitchers, notably Abby Savaleski, the, the Westville ace, the junior left-hander for the Tigers. Yep. Seems every time she goes out, she throws a no-hitter or strikes out 22 batters or some insane number like that. But still... Uh, granted, Iroquois West softball has struggled at times, and they are a bit outside of our on the fringe part of our coverage area. But still, a worthy worthy accomplishment. And another noteworthy accomplishment uh, happened on on uh, Tuesday afternoon. Uh, Saint Joseph Ogden uh, baseball picked up a win. Uh, Joey, who they beat again? You have that in front of you. Saint Joseph Ogden baseball As yesterday. Your eyes scan the page. Big win over. You know, you get so many lights sometimes it's hard <laughs> to keep track. They they beat Oakwood ten nothing, and of okay. course Josh Haley. Uh, there you go. Big milestone for him. Win number four hundred. Four hundred career win for. Uh, Arguably one of the preeminent baseball coaches in our area at the at the moment. A lot of great ones too in this area: John Stobb, Champaign Central, Nick mm-hmm. DiFilippo, Muhammad Seymour, Tom Kimball, Unity, who earlier this season got his 300th career win. Uh, Haley, what he's done uh, with the Spartans in the decade plus that he's led SJO is uh, is really incredible. Started his coaching career at Hoopston area, his alma mater, and then came down to St. Joe in the early 2010s and has simply just won yeah. and won and won some more. Uh, still searching for that elusive state title that he and his program have come oh so close to uh, in the past. Uh, class 2A state runner-ups in 2016 and 2017, but... Uh, the Spartans right now are arguably the hottest baseball team in our area. A bit of a slow start at the beginning of the year, but they were playing some pretty good competition uh, to start the year off. Some bigger schools uh, beating Oakwood 10 nothing is no small feat. Uh, the Comets are one of the top teams in the Vermilion Valley Conference. Ryan McFarland's done a great job uh, with that program through the years as well. But uh, again, just a testament to, to what Josh Haley has built at St. Joe, uh, where every year they're not rebuilding, they're just reloading. Um, and if they you don't... sound like Brad Underwood. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Uh, but if they don't win 30 games or win a regional title or at least play for a sectional championship, you kind of think, what went wrong? And that's just because he's raised the expectation level to just this top-tier notch um, and, and just a... A tremendous coach in in the area, and uh, just uh, congrats to to him on on this noteworthy accomplishment. And I'm sure uh, he's not satisfied with mm-hmm. the the first 400 wins. Knowing him, as I've gotten to know him over the years, he's uh, bound and determined, and just focusing on the next game and and bringing home some more hardware to uh, to St. Joe. And uh, I, I had a chance to catch up with him last summer after the season mm-hmm. uh, for our at-home edition. Our ma- heck of a house, too. Mm-hmm. It's a, a barn <laughs> renovated into mm-hmm. a, a pretty pretty sweet dig, uh, set of digs for him and his family. Mm-hmm. They've got, like, batting cages and all sorts of stuff, a basketball court inside, really nice space. So, yeah, he's living large in, in St. Joe. <laughs> he's looking pretty good. And I'll say on, on St. Joseph Ogden, too, you know, um, uh, just the diamond sports. St. Joseph Ogden softball, too. Always mm-hmm. a tough out. I know when I was in high school, I think she was a year or two younger than me, but Bailey Dowling, mm-hmm. you know, you think back to what she did, um, went on to play at Alabama and uh, and St. Joseph Ogden softball. Still decent this year. Uh, 
twelve and seven. Twelve and now. seven on beat, the season. Beat Mattoon on on Tuesday after uh, losing to the Green Wave last Friday to one. Picked up a twelve two win. Uh, Spartans aren't quite at that level that some great teams that they've had in the past. Obviously under legendary coach Randy Wolken. Yep. Uh, but now Larry Sparks firmly in control of that program, and they're they're back playing at Randy Wolken Field this year after some drainage issues in the outfield last year kind of led them to be nomads around St. <laughs> Joe. They played a, played a lot of games at the field behind the St. Joe grade school and also at a, a park there in St. Joe. But still, um, you're, you're seeing the midway point of the season. You're kind of seeing the teams in the area that are starting to kind of separate themselves. Uh, on the baseball front, I'd say small school-wise, it's St. Joseph Ogden. Uh, just their offense and what they're able to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Adam Price is kind of leading the way. Luke Landris as well. You hear more from from Luke uh, coming up in the future edition in the News Gazette this week. That's all I'm going to give away as a, a little tease right there. Uh, but their pitching each and every year, too, is, is outstanding. Uh, they don't necessarily have the, the big-time arms and the notable names that they've had in the past, like a Dalton Parker or Hunter Hart or uh, Tyler Altenbomber, uh, Creighton Burnett, or any mm-hmm. things like that this season. But their their offense is just they're basically scoring double digit runs every game uh, for the yeah. past week or so, past two two weeks or so. Obviously, Muhammad Seymour as well. Uh, when you've got a guy like Blake Walters, who every time he steps on the the mound has about fifteen to twenty MLB scouts with radar guns pointed in his direction. Uh, the Arizona signee is as fastball is being clocked in the mid to high nineties <laughs> as a high school senior. Uh, very curious to see how his future will play out when in, if he does pitch in college or if he you know gets picked high enough in the. Uh, MLB draft this summer, what he decides to do with, with his future. And Mohamed Seymour just is rolling right now as well. Uh, Champagne Central is, seemed to be kind of on a good run too uh, with the Maroons. Um, there's just a lot of quality baseball, unity baseball as well. I believe they're 15-1 or 16-1, something like that. Uh, Monticello baseball too. Uh, they're all just kind of uh, – it's going to be – that two a regional and sectional that always features local teams this year yeah. you win a you win some hardware in the i say you're certainly going to earn it this year lest we forget too with muhammad seymour got to give a call to and i think he gets overshadowed a lot by by blake walters but mason orton great mm-hmm. number two arm in that rotation pitched well against pontiac on that would have been tuesday april 18th uh it was yesterday six Joey. innings yesterday <laughs> well we are well, they might you know don't know when our listeners are exactly. checking this out so i gotta gotta throw the date in but he pitched well uh six and two-thirds inning struck out 10 only allowed five hits mateo casillas mm-hmm. i mean what can't he do well came <laughs> in and uh pitched the the remainder of that game got a third of an inning under his belt well, and, and it's it's interesting too with muhammad seymour because last year they made a run to the uh, sectional championship game uh ended up losing to chatham glenwood over at spalding park in Champagne, uh, but talking to Nick Filippo after that game and in the subsequent months too, they've had a sense of external expectations, and sometimes that can weigh down a team too much. And all the outside noise and pressure and headlines and things like that, and social media clicks and everything else that goes on in today's world but they really seem to be rising to the occasion and, and not letting the moment get too big for them and obviously it's going to intensify here in the coming weeks especially when the postseason rolls around uh, I'm sure they have their eyes set on making a run to Joliet and, and the class 3a state tournament but still it's uh, it's neat to see other players kind of rise to the moment as well when obviously the the main spotlight of Muhammad Seymour this year to a lot of folks is how's Blake Walters pitching and what he can do but they've got a lot of other key steady veteran contributors for that Bulldogs team as well. 
And while we're on the, uh, um, this has quickly become a Muhammad Seymour focused segment, <laughs> but uh, I want to shift gears to girls soccer real quick. The Bulldogs yesterday, the 18th, a nine nothing win over Taylorville. Nine different Bulldogs scored. Um, and granted, I, I don't know it, Taylorville probably not having the best of seasons. Gonna gonna guess just based off that score, but still, when you involve nine different players. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good. Yeah, Muhammad Seymour Girls Soccer has kind of set the, the standard here in, in our area for the last five, six, seven years. Uh, and what Jeremy Davis has done with that program is is mighty impressive. Uh, they turn out Division One talent, it seems, every other year or so. And, and even when those players graduate, like Meredith Johnson-Monfort uh, or Kayla Corner, it just seems they, again, reload. They don't rebuild. They just have players waiting in the wings to kind of keep that program on on such a, a high trajectory here in the area. Now they haven't broken through in the postseason yet. They've won regional titles, I believe five or six in a row, have not been able to get that breakthrough uh, on the sectional level at all. But still, uh, a good season is, is in the cards for Muhammad Seymour girls soccer. And uh, it's just uh, it's looking like another special special spring for the Bulldogs in that sport as well. Those nine scorers did not include Paisley Welch, who scored five goals in one game earlier this <laughs> she got season. She got him out of the way earlier. She did. She did. <laughs> um, and then just looking around the year, I want to double back to Westville softball. Earlier we mentioned Abby Sabalaski. Mm-hmm. This did not make lights because I didn't see it uh, until it was too late, but she tweeted out. Last night marked her 600th career strikeout. So I want to give a call to Abby. That's uh, quite an achievement. Yeah, I mean, she, she, burst, up. Yeah. she burst on the scene as a freshman, and we didn't really know much about her at all. And it seemed every time Westville would have a game, you'd see the Sabalaski girl, and she'd, have, she'd throw a one-hit shutout or yeah. a two-hit one-run game, or sometimes she'd throw no-hitters in perfect games, and, and she's just continued <laughs> to do that throughout her entire high school career. and. Uh, it's really kind of turned Westville softball uh, around in, in a positive direction. And also, too, Westville baseball. I, yes. I think if you had to, you know, looking back in, in March before the season got going, I don't really think anyone maybe outside the Westville Tigers dugout really kind of foresaw this this type of season uh, emerging for Coach Joe Braz's program. I mean, they just beat St. Thomas Moore 16-1 to last week. Uh, I believe they're 16-2, 17-2, yep. like that record-wise. Yep. Um, it's just really, really impressive. Uh, the Vermilion Valley Conference, too, is a conference that seemingly does well in, in the postseason. You've got teams like Salt Fork and Oakwood who have made some postseason runs here in, in recent years, and, and Westville hasn't, and maybe this is the year that the Tigers can can break through both in baseball and in, in softball. Well, at Westville softball last night, um, Abby picked up strikeout number 600 after striking out 22 Monticello <laughs> Sages batters. Now, granted, that game went into extra innings. It took 11 to settle, but she still went the distance. 11 innings is nothing to scoff at. And a call to Reese Patton as well, who pitched 10 and two-thirds innings, fanned nine batters, allowed 11 hits, so about a hit per inning there. Uh, must have been a really good game and a fun one to mm-hmm. be a part of. Yeah, no, there, there's lots uh, lots more coming up here in, in the next month or so. We've still got uh, three, four weeks or so before baseball softball postseason uh, rolls around. Uh, I know later this week the the seeds come out for uh, Class 1A girls soccer for the postseason, which will get going here in the first week of May. Uh, you've got track and field. Uh, kind of hitting its stride. A quick shout out to, to Leah Patterson, uh, the Tuscola sophomore uh, on the Warriors girls track and field team, who was such an integral piece of of their state title team from a year ago as a freshman. Dominated at, at the mm-hmm. Unity Invitational last Friday in Tolono. Uh, won four events. Uh, it's just kind of 
really just made it her team after what Alyssa Williams, who's now at Murray State running, did. And she's just kind of carrying the torch for, for what Williams did. Uh, Garrett Taylor at Salt Fort continues to excel in the throws. Uh, discus last Friday night, I believe, at the Monster Invite threw 185 feet, which was a, a new school record. Uh, for for him, uh, he's a two-time state champion already in the discus. You'd have to think he's got his eyes set on on a third state title. And if he's listening to this, like we mentioned back in January when we visited <laughs> with him and his Salt Fork Boys basketball teammates, <clears throat> please wear sunscreen at the <laughs> state meet. You, it, it was a bad look last year because he looked severely sunburned, which he was, and he, he was. admitted so as well. Got to to put it in perspective: 185 feet. Assuming you're throwing from home plate on a softball field, that, mm-hmm. that's a home run in a lot yeah. of different area. So mm-hmm. Most, uh, I would say, yeah. area softball fields. <laughs> that is a uh, that is. I I uh, not to. You never want to be the story, right? But uh, I, when I was in sixth grade, it's our podcast. It is Joey. our po- true. Well, when I was in sixth grade, living in, in West Virginia at the time, I uh, went out for a couple different sports. I wrestled, I, and then I. Uh, what I don't talk about is my track and field career. Now you do. I, I went out as a as a shot and disc thrower, and if I had stuck with it, I think realistically, I probably would have gotten a lot better. But just a little guy in sixth grade, I didn't have much uh, much uh, much talent. But it's difficult. I mean, it's not easy to spinning to around. Yeah. yeah, the way you have heavy, to grip a disc. Like, yeah. yeah, that's 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 impressive. Yeah, we'll see what uh, what he can do. We will. He's, you want to wrap this up? Pro- yeah, he's proven he can do great things before. But yeah, I think that's a that's a good place to leave it. Okay. More more stories from my story <laughs> athletic next week's career. Episode. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Story time with Joey Wright. Yep, yep. I'll tell you about the time I played for the Dodgers in fourth grade. All right, the, there we uh, go. Yeah, the, not the, the not the Los Angeles. <laughs> But, yes, stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, want to thank uh, Champaign Central Boys Tennis for stopping by. They're scheduled to play Centennial tomorrow, April 20th. We'll see if weather permits them mm-hmm. to get that match in. But uh, looking forward to seeing the results if they are able to play. Good luck. Thanks to Ezra Bernard, Elliot Gulley, and Scott Davis for joining us. And for Matt Daniels, I'm Joey Wright. This has been Extra Prep, our weekly high school sports podcast. Thanks for listening.